starting to record the podcast now. Welcome to the Connect the Dots Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Grubbs, with my dad, Mickey Grubbs. How are you doing today? Good, man. I like the haircut. Thanks. Thanks. It was getting too hot to have uh, the length of hair that I had, you know, just constantly wiping sweat away. So Yeah, that's why I think I need a haircut, too. I think I'll get one before we go to the Louis. When's that happening? When are you going to St. Louis? Monday. Gotcha. So we'll be we'll be out of the country at the same time. Well, not out of the country, but right, out of the country. Right. So for those of you <laughs> out there, you now have our itinerary. Yeah. So I was talking to Chris today about Shout the Joe Namath. Yeah. He, he says um, only one to do it in 14 games to throw for 4,000 yards ever was Joe Namath in an era where defenses were allowed to kill receivers and quarterbacks. No one else had done it or has done it ever in 14 games. Uh, no West Coast offense. Allowed to kill the receivers. He just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, and also for his career, he threw like 200 interceptions and 120 touchdowns. Well, so I, I saw today that there's the Aaron Andrew Luck to him. If you wanted to use uh, the litmus of Hall of Fame. But then they argued the fame part of it actually came into play for Joe. The Joe's just, he's so fame. famous. Yeah. Fame. Broadway Joe. Right. Played in New York. Called a shot for the Super Bowl, that type of stuff. I get it. Super Bowl MVP. And I, and I feel like at the time, you know, when he was inducted, however long ago it was, like if you were Super Bowl MVP, you were probably just getting into the Hall of Fame. Like it's not like he was Thank a scrub. Sure. I'm saying right. by today's standards, like he, he's. Not the best quarterback. In yeah. He, he's not even Kirk Cousins, you know. So. What was that draft board you guys sent us? Whose draft was that? Oh, I don't know. Something Ty Bills was doing. Well, the second round, the first pick was Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a very good fantasy quarterback. He puts up numbers, especially if it's like a two-quarterback league or something like that. That becomes a very valuable Yeah, I thought it was an interesting player. And tight end was taken first. Yeah, there's something about tight end scoring. Or, or you got points for a, one point for a first down, which makes sense. Travis Kelsey's... You know, he's a positional cheat code at that tight end position. And then if you're factoring in points for first downs, like, the motherfucker's always open. It's so annoying. But we're not here to talk about Travis Kelsey. In fact, we're never going to bring up Travis Kelsey again (laughs) on this episode. Because we're talking about the NFC East, your division. The the NFC least to the NFC beast. NFC NFC beast. beast. They've uh, fielded three playoff teams last year. You had your division-winning Philadelphia Eagles, 14-3, and went to the Super Bowl, lost to Kansas City. Dallas Cowboys, 12-5. and New York Giants finished 9-7-1. and That tie was with the Washington Commanders, who finished 8-8-1. Eight, eight, yeah, fuckers. Perfectly average. Looking ahead to this year's odds, Philadelphia, obviously the favorite to win the division uh, again at minus 125. Dallas, you can get a plus 190. The New York Giants, plus 850. Washington, plus 1,200. So pretty much Vegas is saying this is essentially Philadelphia's division, maybe Dallas. That's it. Not really giving New York or Washington a shot. Their over-unders also indicate that Philadelphia is, is set at 11 and a half. Very high. Uh, Dallas, 9.5. Giants, 7.5. Washington, 6.5. As far as Super Bowl odds, Philadelphia is one of the f- one of the favorites. I think they're top three or four in odds, which makes sense. At plus 650, Dallas plus 1,400. Giants plus 6,500. And Washington is right there with them with the same odds there. Uh, before we start getting into the team by team, anything jump out to you right off the rip there as far as division, no, I, season I, win totals? Obviously, the commanders, you got to take with the Grain of salt. I, I do think sure. they can win seven. 
you know, they're favored to beat Arizona week one. So if you're going to look at that total, then past that, you're, you know, can the Commanders win six out of the next 16? So math would say, it's, yeah, that clip's realistic to mm-hmm. win and cover seven games. So I like that. I The Eagles, even when I saw week one, yeah. looks discounted for some reason. So I'm not sure that they'll be the same team. Although they will convert every fourth and one for the rest of their lives, which sucks. So, and then I saw Micah Parsons. Does he box? Does he spar? There's a good chance he does. Most of those dudes cross train with yeah, I was boxing and MMA on Showtime. Like one of those it helps ones. with footwork timing. Yeah, but you wouldn't want your guy getting punched. But I guess now I'm picturing Micah Parsons as a boxer. Like how terrifying. Yeah. That would be if he decided to take his life to box. He's able to spar and be capable. Like what? Like Deontay. Maybe he was just on the ropes watching. I I may have had that wrong, but sure. No, I I wouldn't put it past him. Like I said, that's a very popular cross train for uh, guys in the NFL with the fighting mixed martial arts. By the way, there was an all-time card Saturday. UFC 290 was unreal. I got all my picks completely wrong, but it was a very, very entertaining night of fights. Uh, But I digress. Let's start with the... Oh, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you. Dallas at plus 190 to win the division. that do anything for you? I couldn't bet it simply because that's just the equivalent of you firing off some KC bets. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Right. right. Although I did bet the Kansas City would score the most points, which logically I said they did bet. last year. Yeah, they did last year as well. So yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. Well, let's dig into Kansas City's counterpart from last year's Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they were great last year. I mean, full stop. Really good team. Offensively, defensively, they were top six in both offensive and defensive DVOA. They were third overall, led by Nick Sirianni, your head coach, who people clowned when he was hired, and then uh, praise. Tons yeah, of praise. Not clowning anymore. No. Uh, the offensive and defensive coordinator from last season are both gone. Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon both took head coaching jobs in Indianapolis and Arizona, respectively. Uh, they are replaced with Brian Johnson, who was on the staff already as the uh, quarterback's coach. He's now the offensive coordinator. And Sean Desai, a well-respected defensive coordinator, defensive assistant, taking over that side of the ball. So the, you see this a lot with teams that go far in the playoffs they call it you get that brain drain where you start losing assistance and things like that um it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound because i don't think sirianni was calling the plays i think steichen was calling the plays i think that was an issue early on when they were struggling in sirianni's first season and he kind of gave up uh the play calling duty to steichen and uh he was great um jalen took a big step forward huge massively like like I said, that's how we'll measure everything moving forward. Yeah, like, well, Jalen Hurts did. Yeah, can yeah. Justin take that leap, you know, take a quarterback? Yeah. But again, that's probably just counting what Jalen was when he got to the league. And that's probably just, you know, that weird obtuse view of like, like oh, can he really throw, yeah. you know, is, is what Lincoln Riley does in Oklahoma. Yeah. Where's that McCleary That type of thing, right? Where's that guy at? Yeah, I, was, uh, I liked Jalen Hurts coming out, but that's, I have a type. I love mobile black quarterbacks. It's my favorite. <laughs> a big Anthony Richardson guy. Love Justin Fields. Uh, I thought Terrell Pryor could have been something when he was with the Raiders. Turns out he couldn't throw to one to one entire side of the field. Can't catch either. He so. can run. Um, yeah, so, so he was limited. It. 
No, I'm, you know, I guess for me, the Super Bowl hangover would be the only thing. So when I was looking at who could win the Super sure. Bowl, I was kind of eyeballing some of that. So you know me, I would be chucking out Casey, Philly, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that elimination right from the rip. Like, ping, ping, sure. ping, ping, ping. We'll bet the 49ers again. We bet the 49ers every year. Yeah, and, and you know. because once you wash it away and you look at it again and you distill it down, I think once we push it all together, yeah, I still think it's going to be San Francisco. You know, barring a quarterback getting his arm like ripped off. Yeah, fucking rock star. Yeah, and Philly's defense, for all it's worth, for putting together these really good massive rotating linemen schemes yeah. where you get pressure on the ball or pressure on the quarterback, rather. Um, we handled them pretty easily late in the season, and in the Super Bowl, they were non existent, which was very odd. Well, that's a tough draw as well. They said they watered the field to make the pass rush slower. I can see that. You buying any of that hype? Was it in the Arizona? I mean, there's always uh, guy could have been watering to keep it alive. R- rumors and <laughs> rumors and things. Well, wasn't that the big thing about the Super Bowl? Is like the, the field was horrible. That people were slipping all over the place. Yeah, and they hated that field. Um, so maybe I don't know. Also, with that, the Eagles draw probably one of the top five schedules hardest. I know they do for a fact. There you go. I mean, I think no need to that. put the qualifiers on it. Then. No, I think they do that with the Super Bowl team. I think they say, okay, yeah, if you finish yeah, first in your division, you get first yeah, place schedule. A, and with that, then theoretically, you like it drags the whole division through the same damn schedule. You're like, thanks, thanks for fucking us. <laughs> Here's what the Eagles did offseason wise: they lost some big names. Uh, Javon Hargrave, the excellent defensive tackle, interior pass rush, big body. Um, disruptive type guy. He's now in San Francisco. Andre Dillard uh, is a backup tackle. He's in Tennessee now. Miles Sanders, we talked about when we did the NFC South. He's in Carolina. Isaac Suamalo, the guard, he's in Pittsburgh now. And TJ Edwards and Charlie Gardner Johnson, both gone to Chicago and Detroit, respectively. So they lost a lot of names, right? They did retain guys like. Uh, their two corners, Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They brought in guys like Rashad Penny as your Miles Sanders replacement, and they always kind of use a hodgepodge of guys that all feel kind of vaguely similar, mm-hmm. you know, in the backfield with Scott, Gainwell, whatever. So I'm not really worried about their running attack because a lot of that's predicated on Hurts as well. You know? Right. Um, they brought in Nicholas Morrow to fill some of that linebacking void. Greedy Williams. I don't remember Browns fans being upset that Greedy Williams is gone. Um, I don't think he's really done much in the NFL, so we'll see if he gets on the field. Uh, but not expected to play a huge role for this team. The draft, they did some interesting tough stuff. They took three Georgia Bulldogs all from the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Carter, who a lot of people thought was the best player in the draft. Uh, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher, Keely Ringo. And they also took a guard from Alabama, Tyler Steen, to replace Suomalo. So kind of what you talked about, they have all those rotating bodies. They just kind of reloaded. Hargraves out, Carter in. Like, we're just going to keep shit rolling. And, and you know, as a philosophy, if they do that with the running backs and the linemen, I think there's some value in having that and you probably see more teams try to to mirror that maybe you, you're sure. not spending as much on one stud rusher or they hammer positions that are available yeah 
and they're not afraid to put a strength on strength. Well, you know, their wide receiver group's good. Wide receiver group, they're constantly drafting defensive linemen. Tight end, they're they good. don't care. They're constantly getting defensive linemen because, like, look, pass rush and quarterback are the two most important things, and protecting the quarterback. So we're going to hammer those three things to make sure we have those. It's a, it's a really well-run organization. Howie Roseman uh, gets his balls licked constantly as one of the best GMs in football, and rightfully so. He's built a great roster. <laughs> he was in Wrexham, right? They went to talk to him about running. Did they go talk to Howie? I oh, thought yeah. they were talking to the owner, or did they talk to both of them? Oh, yeah, you're right. They talked to the owner, Blanket Chip. Is that Blanket Chip, or is that in Atlanta? I get them confused. They look alike. <laughs> no, Arthur Arthur Blank owns, <laughs> owns the Falcons. Okay. Uh, and the name of the Eagles owner is escaping me. But they look alike. <laughs> I mean, if you mean by like old, old white, white guys. guys. Yeah. Well, old white guys all look alike. Yeah, correct. Um, but yeah, they, they, they do a great job. As far as awards and season leader type stuff, uh, MVP, Jalen Hurts, plus 1,100. Offensive Player of the Year, Jalen Hurts, plus 2,200. Hassan Reddick for Defensive Player of the Year, plus 2,500. And Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jalen Carter, I think actually has the best odds at plus 650. The lead league in passing, rushing and receiving. You're looking at Jalen Hurts, Rashad Penny, and A.J. Brown. Hurts, plus 2,800. Penny, plus uh, 4,000. And Brown, plus 2,500. So, anything to jump out to you there. I kind of wow. I kind of don't hate Hurts' as MVP number. Well, I mean, if he were to string together another, you know, double-digit wins. He was kind of trending that way last season, and then Mahomes kind of like, like, no, everybody calm down. I'm, you know, I'm yeah, still it's going to be hard. Yeah, I'm still Pat Mahomes. Everybody fucking chill. Jeffrey Loria is the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Looks like the other old white guy. Yep. Yep. I always felt he looked a little like, I get him confused with Lauren Michaels. The, the <laughs> SNL, SNL guy. guy, yeah. So that's that's my. So I, again, I, if you, you know, obviously I'm going to bet the Commanders to win the, their division just simply sure. because of the fourth bet. Why not? Um, and past that, I guess the carnage at the top. I still think we beat the Giants. I still think we're a better football team than the Giants. See, this this division's always tough for me because because I, I don't know how much my perception is colored by you as well. Because I want the Commanders to do well. I want you to be happy. Yeah. You know. So I kind of we'll get to the Giants here in a second. I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't. I thought that was kind of like a lightning uh, in the bottle type situation with the with the Giants. Like I think Daniel Jones is going to come like. Teams aren't going to be as caught off guard by like, oh, look at the Giants doing competent offensive things. Like, yeah. they don't have a ton of elite skill position guys on offense. If they did, though, I think he did show elite in terms of his improvement as well. I just think it wasn't as noticeable as Salem. Because there was a game I watched where he was on, well, it was two of the games I watched against yeah. the Commanders. He was, he was on a completion percentage mid-70s. Which I don't know if it's that. They don't ask him to do anymore. much. They ask him to. They ask him, you know, move the chains, like just run, run the offense the way we call it. You know, he's not up there. He's not fucking Peyton Manning. You know, he doesn't have to do that type of processing. Um, and he's asked to run a lot. They they ran him a ton. Like, yeah, give a fuck. Like, go, <laughs> go ahead, dude. Well, yeah, when you're that big. And they gave him a big contract too. So they paid him now. So we'll see if things change a little bit in terms of quarterback design, quarterback runs. Uh, Giants offense was okay. Tenth. So top third in the NFL. Defensive DVOA, not great. 29th. And if you look at the names on that side of the ball, it checks out. There weren't a ton of playmakers on that one side One kid of the ball. I do like, um, I want to say he was a linebacker from Michigan. There was one guy on the defense that was bothersome that kind of reminded me of a Michael. Um, 
Micah Parsons kind of player. Are you talking about the pass rusher, Thibodeau? Yeah. Uh, Oregon. Pain in the balls. Yeah, he's he's good. He was their uh, top pick uh, last season. The yeah, season before. Had a strip All these drafts like just run together yeah, for me. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, not a ton of names you recognize. Uh, Leonard Williams is hanging out there. Uh, I couldn't name a single corner. Like maybe Odori Jackson still plays there, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, and the linebacking core feels like it was a bunch of ghosts. So uh, not a ton of talent on and that side of the ball. They just kept reeling off wins. They kept reeling off wins. You know, Dayball won Coach of the Year. People loved him. Uh, they brought back the entire coaching staff from last season. So Dayball, Kafka, and Wink Martindale all back. They brought the band back together. Uh, Draft-wise, they took a corner in the first round. Deontay Banks from Maryland. They also drafted a speedy wide receiver from Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt, to see if he can do more than just run in a straight line, which is kind of all he was asked to do at Tennessee. Be able to stifle it. Yeah, there you go. I ate it. Yeah, the sneeze just eater. A, just, just inhaled a sneeze. Just took it to the face. It's very professional of you. Um, free agency. Again, not a ton here. The biggest move they made was that they traded for Darren Waller, um, who I presumably is going to be their primary pass catcher. Because looking across the rest of the offensive depth chart, there's not a ton of big names at wide receiver there. They got a lot of guys that uh, seem like repetitive skill sets, like a bunch of little fast guys. They may have Wondell Robinson, Paris Campbell, um, Sterling Shepard, things like that. Just a certain type of wide receiver. They've loaded up on a bunch of those. And then you have Darren Waller, who's like this mismatch nightmare at tight end. Um, offensively, again, or free agency-wise, they didn't lose much either. It's pretty much the same team coming back from last season. Right. Just assuming, okay, another year in the system. They're assuming Jones is going to be better. It translates more wins. Hopefully some of the young guys improve on defense. Uh, hopefully Banks helps the secondary, yada, yada, yada. That's kind of where their path line is. And I don't know if this team was good enough to just be like, yeah, status quo, let's let's run it back and, and keep thing keep the good vibes rolling. And I, I think yeah, I think the whole division's gonna regress. So if we had three teams last year, we're likely to have two. Um, I expect the Giants to regress. I expect Philly to regress, but not to the point where it impedes their path. Sure. Um, and then I'm curious why we're getting discounted with Washington adding um, the offensive coordinator for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're actually getting downgraded somehow um, yeah. in some ways, and it must be schedule-related. I could see that. Uh, Giants, as far as awards and sing- – oh, something I forgot that's worth mentioning. Saquon Barkley currently without a contract. Uh, he is – they franchise tagged him. He didn't sign the tag. Um, so he's just kind of in a stalemate with them currently. A wow. holdout, if you will. Yeah, and think about that, right? Of the running backs that are unable to reset the market, and I'm going to play without a contract for one year. So what kind of year? What, what was his odds for offensive player of the year? Saquon's are plus 3,000. It's pretty good. And what would you have to run for to to cash that ticket? What would he I have think to run for 2,000 yards? You would yards? have to have, not necessarily run for 2,000 yards, but 2,000 yards from scrimmage and double digit touchdowns get you there, I think. And you would need a winning record. And a winning record. Team would have to be Which winning. Which may as be well. tough. Yes. Wow, what a unique position for a running back, right? Because then you talk about running like your hair's on fire because your livelihood's on fire, because that position's on fire. Yeah, that's scary. 
Dalvin, I would expect him to have a huge year. Dalvin Cook can't find a deal. He's just floating out there. He said he was insulted by Miami's offer and just not going to play for the number they're offering him. <laughs> just I don't know if those are exact words. I don't know if he's insulted, but he's like, yeah, I'm not playing for Miami for what they're offering me. Um, and then Josh Jacobs, also same situation. He hasn't signed the franchise tag yet either because um, they're unable to come to a long-term deal because nobody wants to pay running backs. Right, so I would expect a Saquon jump like we saw with Jacobs then. I would expect that. Now, it's exactly what I expect, honestly. In terms of production? Yeah. You think he's going to lead the league in rushing? I, I think you have to. If he, if he plays, if right. he gets a deal. I think, you know. well, I, well, Saquon's going to play no matter what, without the deal. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to see any of these guys not playing. That's what I'm saying. I feel season. like your guy played himself into like, hey, coach, let me show you. You want to run first. I want to be that guy. Yeah, Here's what great. I can do. And now great. it's like, okay, he added value to himself so he doesn't have to worry about being replaced. Where Kansas but, City in the same division sure. chooses anybody. But even even still, like, like if you're not going to pay the league leader in rushing, you're just not going to pay yeah, ever, running backs. It's ever, just not a... Ever again. You have a certain amount of money and you've decided I'm not going to allocate this much money to that position because we feel like replacement level talent can get us close. And we'll do that right here on the back patio. We'll do the exact same thing. Sure. We'll overvalue receivers and quarterbacks. Of course. And we're going to undervalue running backs. And so be it. Yeah. And it's a, it's all time tough to be a running back right now in terms of getting paid, you know, because um, if you run through the list of running back contracts, like the big ones that have worked out, the Le'Veon Bell thing was a disaster. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, Derrick Henry's productive, but did that translate to winning for Tennessee? Yeah. They didn't win in the playoffs. No. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. You know? McCaffrey got traded. It's 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 a tough spot. It's a tough spot. That's, that's what I'll say. But ultimately, I think they will get a deal done, and he'll be back, and he'll be um, in their backfield, which is kind of critical to what they do. He's their best, best offensive player. I think him and Waller, and you can really, you know, well, I guess if you're just skill position, I should say, because Andrew Thomas is a very good tackle. they got some good tackles there as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, but as far as odds for awards and season leader stuff, I didn't really see anything I liked uh, for the Giants. You're not betting on Daniel Jones win the MVP. That's just that's no. just something that's ludicrous. That's no. not going to happen. Uh, Thibodeau for Defensive Player of the Year, no, just not. Too many other good guys ahead of him. Same thing with passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Maybe Saquon leads the league in rushing. I don't hate that one at plus 1,500. Darren Waller, there's no way uh, a tight end not named Travis Kelsey is going to lead the league in receiving. It's just not going to happen, uh, especially with Waller. Uh, not that he's not talented. He's struggled to stay healthy throughout his career. So that is my bit on the Giants. Let's do the Cowboys, and then we'll close out with the Commanders. The loathsome Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Middle-of-the-road offense last season, 15th in DVOA. Defensive side of the ball, that's where they're nasty. Second-ranked defense in all of football last season, finishing in sixth total DVOA. Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn are back. Mike McCarthy's your head coach. Dan Quinn's your defensive coordinator. Kellen Moore, out. He's in San Diego. Sorry, Los Angeles with the Chargers. In comes Brian Schottenheimer. Who doesn't, wow, does from the past. Doesn't really inspire confidence in anyone. And that was the son of the... Marty, yeah. Marty. Yeah. He died, didn't he? He did a while ago. He had some weird disease. All diseases are weird. Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, super, super so calm and easily cured with disease. Out with Kellen Moore, an exciting young offensive coordinator that people like Love. to retread offensive coordinator known uh, historically for being very conservative and not very creative with Mike McCarthy, who's also known for wanting to be very conservative and not very creative. Uh, with Zeke? Where's Zeke? Nowhere. Floating around. Might be back. Who knows? There's a. There's just a heap. Of I, yeah, we've got about Zeke and our. Yeah, he's a heap. Well, I think we need to bring up Zeke because he's like washed. Whereas like Jacobs, Cook, and Barkley have a lot of good football ahead of them. They're still running backs in their prime, like not getting paid. Whereas Zeke uh, right. is like past his prime. The last few years, he he wasn't even the best back. So Pollard. Yeah. Broken twig last year. Broken leg. Something like that. Something lower extremity. He should be back by the start of the season. Uh, a lot of Tony Pollard hype now that he's like the clear cut number one guy. People love. Tony Pollard. Got that. Um, He's the uh, Austin Eckler of the NFC East, if you will. If you will. Um, As far as things they did uh, roster-wise, not a ton of changes. Their draft picks, their top two, both Michigan men. Mozzie Smith and Luke Schoonmaker, who kind of slides into that like role of big, white, Cowboys tight end insert name here. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be his role, and Mozzie should be a run-stopping force in the middle for them, hopefully. Uh, free agency, again, did not do much. They did trade for Stephon Gilmore to pair with uh, Trayvon Diggs, which I like a lot. Uh, they added Ronald Jones, which doesn't move the needle for anybody. And like we mentioned, uh, as far as departing players, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, T.Y. Hilton, Anthony Barr, a couple names uh, that stuck out to me. Uh, so similar to the Giants, right? So this is another team that looked at their roster and said, we kind of like what we have. Let's just give this another year. We won 12 games last year. Like, fuck, why, why mess this up? Which I kind of yeah. understand more for them than I do with the Giants. I think the Giants needed to do a bit more if they're going to try to capitalize at this point in time. But they may just be like wait until they can replace Daniel Jones. Who knows? Yeah, and I think the difference, I think you nailed it, is the defense. Dallas is a defense is more, nasty. Um, I don't want to say mistakes, if you will, but, you know, Dak disappeared at times. A little bit. Just disappeared bit. at times, and, and it's inexplicable. Do you think that's re- uh, residual from, like, his knee injury or leg injury no, a while ago, which is kind of like this yeah, is just kind of fine. He's just, just kind of quarterback. He is just disappears. Never I mean, gonna be a top against Washington. You know. I was laughing because it should have been a pick six. And the very next sure. play, he throws the pick six. I'm like, this fucking guy's just dumb. So it seems like doomed to be in that Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins class. Like Dak's a good quarterback. Uh, Great, no, Jameis Winston. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's the next. He's. <laughs> I'm telling he's, you, know, there's something there. You, when he goes wonky, he goes wonky. I love Jameis. I know you do. It's so weird. <laughs> Jameis hasn't done anything worth noting in the NFL. He threw for 5,000 yards once in the same season. I love 30 interceptions. And you're like, this guy. Yeah, he's I would rather have a guy throw the most interceptions in the NFL and throw for 5,000 yards than have like a Justin Fields just hold the ball because he's unsure. That's insane. I'd much rather have Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm not saying it's logical. I just enjoy the quarterback position of, you know, let's just let it rip. What do you think about this Cowboy team? Make the playoffs again? If you could kind of remove your hatred for the Cowboys. like I think so. I think McCarthy, I think that's calculated. I think he wanted a hand in play calling, kind yes. of oversight. Yeah. There'll be nobody to blame shit on now, though. No. That's a little bit tougher. Uh, I think they'll go as their defense goes if you lose one Which or two key, key players. Um, you know, one of the last games I saw was them against San Francisco, and they brought 
everything, and, and their defense played their balls off. Mm-hmm. I think their offense mustered, what, four field goals or some shit? It was bad. Yeah, it was like defensive Yeah, it showdown. was bad, but um, yeah. again, I think that's when the quarterback play at Dallas went missing. So, um, what you said the overnight earlier was nine and a half. Yeah. You know, 17 seasons or 17 week, so you're only asked to win one over 500. I guess that seems plausible. Yeah, it says something. Yeah, and, and again, this division is is weird. Like, I don't think any team's gonna like. I, I'd be surprised if any of these teams went zero and two in the division. Who's their wide receiver two? Uh, wide receiver one is C.D. Lamb. Oh, you know what? Brandon Cooks is there now. The well traveled. Yeah, I forgot about him. That's another good addition. So yeah, I, I like what they're doing. Actually, it might make me a little higher on the Cowboys. Is he a bigger body? I, I don't remember his frame, Brandon Cooks. I always remember no. getting a lot of balls. No, smaller guy. He gets open. You know, he's he's going to catch a lot of balls. And you got CD Lamb, who's really good. Electric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the offense should should score points this year. But again, the kind of impediment is going to be the coaching staff. Yeah, I and, I, and I think they did score points last year, and I think they needed to. But their defense was so good. It's kind of an anomaly. Like if like if Andy Reid coached the Cowboys, they'd be the favorite in the NFC. Probably the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like that, that's, the, that's the type of talent they have on the roster. It's just like who's steering the ship. Yeah, exactly. Although with that specific example with Andy, I wonder how many teams you can get down before you're like, okay, even Andy can't win the Super Bowl <laughs> with, with that squad. That's you know, Yeah, it's probably, probably a good list. There's probably at least... Six or seven teams he could win the Super Bowl with eight. I heard a snippet of Michael Vick talking about Andy. He's just in love with Andy. I guess Andy did some things for him that I sure. guess that prison was out that way when Michael was in mm-hmm. was out in the that area. And I guess coach coach was there for him. He loves he loves Andy Reid. Just loves him to pieces. And Andy Reid, by all accounts, seems like a great guy. I just wish he didn't great coach, actor. coach the Chiefs. He's really good in the State Farm commercials. He's so good. He's so much better so than Mahomes. Good. He makes Mahomes look like a fucking stiff. <laughs> all against <laughs> He throws that marker. That's good stuff, Andy. Keep up the good work, Big Red. You know what? He should retire. Go out on top, yeah, Andy. He Don't, would, you know what? Don't come back. Yeah, it's fine. You, you would love to see him you've retire. You've proven enough right off into the sunset. You, you've done it all, Andy. Well, now I guess really what he's shooting for is... Belichick. Yeah. Coming for the title. Yeah. I mean, All of that. He's got to be way up there in wins. He's been doing it forever. Oh. Uh, yeah. And now he's starting yeah. to stack rings with yeah, the home. Yeah, he's starting like, to stack. It's, it's not it's not inconceivable. Well, you won't be able to discount the fact that he did it AFC-NFC either. It's pretty impressive. Sure. You know, not that he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. No, but, but those Eagle teams he was running them always the, good. Yeah, he was running yeah. them to the championship games. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once he got over the hump, and thanks, uh, your guys, for sending that clip of of when they drafted Mahomes like why do we need a second string quarterback or something it's like oh Andy knew he yeah. knew all along yeah enough Andy Reid talk yeah like, God, there's been far too much Chiefs talk on this NFC East edition I can't stand it I fucking hate them god damn it anyways Commanders uh, before we dig into it just what was your overall experience with this team last season I don't know I think I go in pretty much you're always optimistic, optimistic. no no you're always optimistic optimistic but you're pessimist by like week four you're like yeah, this shit's yeah. <laughs> you know I thought I had the eight, eight, eight or nine wins locked up because we had the two games with the Giants so we kind of faltered a little bit oh yeah um, that's right you know I do like the style of football that we play and I still think it's 
going to be the same. I think we're going to grind clock, time of possession. Here's got a bigger quarterback that can run. It's not a ginger, so that should be a factor. Like I was going to say, you already had that. Yes, it, so. it worked out for so. it Helps that you got rid of your racist um, There you go. That's a great. That's a, pig. That's a great uh, point. Is it the offensive coordinator Bellamy? What's his last name? Eric B. Enemy. The enemy. Yeah. Well, I'll call him whatever from now on. Eric B. It'll be E B. E B. It's down to E B. Um, I'm in, I'm interested. I'm curious. Um, the way they're going to multi-purpose the backs now. I think they're um, um, use Antonio differently. So I think he's excited. So we have our, our one, our pound you in the face type of running back who should be Brian Robinson. You know, ripping off six, seven, eight, nine, and then we're gonna swing it out to A G coming out and then <laughs> everybody's getting down say, two initials. Yeah, you say you're a pessimist and you're like, Yeah, our starting running back's gonna yeah, average I, eight or nine <laughs> yards per carry. You know, <laughs> it's just just dashing you teams, know, but he's gonna be Walter Payton. But you still it's Year two of a quarterback that we've seen play one game. He's one and zero. Yeah, that's the big unknown. He's one and zero. Commander Sam. Sam Howell is taking over. So we should start out two and zero in his career. Let's assume we beat Arizona. Sure. Um, Safe assumption. From there, you know, we've had this tight end room that hasn't produced. You know, so Mm -hmm. I'm curious there, and the wideouts in themselves are great. Really fun wideouts with pairs of Ohio State. Wide receiver, yeah, they're all over the place. Littered, yeah. and only going to keep getting more littered. And like the best more one, littered. the best one is coming next year. Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. is so fucking good. There's just littered of yeah. them all over. So right. Ohio State, great job pumping out just NFL ready receivers. Um, so we have some components. A defense that I think can be middle of the pack, probably. DB. They were ninth last year, top third of the league. Kind of came on still late. underperforming, right? Without I, Chase I Young, Chase Young, did he miss the entire season, or did he get a couple reps? Yeah, yeah he played year? like one or two games. Yeah, so he's, he's another guy that's going to need to play his balls off to stay with us, or he may be gone at the end of this. Um, uh, line, I think, is very sound. Uh, Payne, arguably, is one of the best, uh, best mm-hmm. out there, and we we loaded it with Alabama guys. Yeah, and it, Deron it Payne and Jonathan Allen. Yeah, both, both great. Yeah, Montez gets Montez is awesome. The um, the, the pretty backers were weak. I'm very curious about the short quarterback. You know, if he's that good, not sure. He's skinny. That was the issue. Oh, I think he's five eight. Oh, he's short too. Fuck. I know he's. I know he's. Uh, I know he's skinny. That was your concern. He weighs like 160 pounds. Yeah, I, you got to be small to weigh 160. So I'm uh, I'm Emmanuel, say five ten. Emmanuel Forbes. I thought he was taller than yeah that, and that's why he's we're sourcing that real skinny. quick. Um, while you're sourcing Emmanuel Forbes is height and weight. Uh, as you mentioned, Biennemi in, Ron Rivera's back, Jack Del Rio's back on the off uh, as the head coach and defensive coordinator. Scott Turner's out. Uh, offensively was their big issue. They were 28th and there was a lot of things that went into that. Primarily one being A, Scott Turner's scheme. B, Carson Wentz fucking horrible. Uh, it took him a while to get over to Heineke and Heineke's only good enough to like make you competitive, maybe steal a game or two but he's not a guy that's going to like take you to the promised land or anything like that. So. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Forbes is six foot one eighty. I've just got him go. all the way around. Yeah, he shaved you off, took, four you inches, off four inches, twenty pounds, and twenty pounds. So six foot. I'm sure that's exaggerated. He's probably five eleven. He's long. He's probably one hundred and sixty eight. The big thing on him is he was a ball um, hawk coming out of college. Yeah, so that's first lot of turnovers. Like I said, I said I'd go back and look at Daryl Green's stats because if you're a cornerback that can do other things. Uh, potentially in a pinch if we need to drop back and take a punt to the house or pick you know pick six here and there would be nice I like that um if you ranked our secondary now which I saw an article the other day that had the Browns seventh 
secondary. I think we were about 20th. Okay. Um, so I think we got St. Juice. Um, I don't even know if that's his name, but we'll get close. Yeah. St. Something. You got a dude uh, named Forrest running around. Yeah, like and I liked him because he was a ball hawk. So yeah. I think we'll be competitive. But again, every time I look at the schedule, it just drives me crazy oh, that this yeah, is our and schedule. It's, and it's the Eagles twice and the Cowboys twice and Here's the Giants twice. I already said Arizona, so we got to be in hard teams. This is the first four weeks. Okay. Denver, Arizona, we're going to take that one. We're going to say Denver mm-hmm. and Denver, which is going to be very difficult. Could be an L. Buffalo, Philadelphia. Those are L's. Chicago. Don't know. Is it Atlanta. in Chicago or is it Washington? It's home. Night game. All right, I'll give you that one. Atlanta, then we turn around, we go Giants, Philly, New England, Seattle, Giants, Dallas, Miami, Rams. That might be a win. Yeah. Jets, San Francisco, and Dallas. Don't you just hate that fucking schedule? Ending with San Francisco and Dallas back to back is kind of brutal. Ugh. You'll have to have a lot of games in hand because you're probably yeah, not winning. We got a late bye week. Uh, maybe we can get over on New England. Rose, we should go up to New England for that game. Oh, Foxborough. See what that's all about. Sunday, it's, um, yeah, we should go up there. So, free agent wise, they didn't do much. They added Andrew Wiley to help share up the offensive line. They added Jacoby Brissett, so you got an adult in the room, you know, in case Commander Sam doesn't work running. out. Yeah, you got to convert some fourth downs. You got uh, Jacoby hanging out right there. As we mentioned, both quarterbacks from last season are gone. Carson Wentz is still kicking around. Uh, I am terrified that he's going to end up on the Raiders if Jimmy Garoppolo's foot doesn't check out because there's not many, <laughs> there's not many options out I there. I thought your kid. And uh, it's like my waking nightmare that Carson Wentz is going to. That's your backup. Play. Wow, was it Stedham? He's not on the roster anymore. Where'd he go? He got a bag from somebody. I don't remember. Over that? For those last few games that he played? Yeah, someone gave him a pretty nice contract. They're like, oh, I like what I see. Yeah. No, our backup right now is Brian Hoyer. Hoyer the Destroyer. And then they drafted uh, Aiden O'Connell from Wake Forest. Hoyer, Michigan State, Spartans. Yeah. Been in the league for like... Who was the other one you mentioned? 80 years. Aiden O'Connell is a rookie. From uh, Wake Forest, I was yeah, I was yeah, I was struggling. I mean, yeah, I went Boston yeah, College, which hard. I knew was wrong. That's that's yeah, I can't know that there's so, correct. So uh, Heineke's in Atlanta, uh, and those are really the only big names. Cole Holcomb's in Pittsburgh now. Cam Sims, J.D. McKissick are both. Now gone. Cole Holcomb's where? He's in Pittsburgh. Fuck. He's you a like good him? Player. Yeah, yeah. I the know fucking you're, tackling I knew, machine. I know you're a fan. You love looking Son at tackles. Of a bitch. Like, how many tackles do you have, though? Well, that's a team where you're going to get tackles too. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Son of a bitch, they got a good player. Um, fucking Steelers going to have another winning season. So I was looking at awards uh, again. Really, no candidates on your squad for MVP. Um, I wouldn't take Terry McLaurin to win Offensive Player of the Year either. He's at plus 5,000. It would need a lot of things to go right. It would mean that Sam Howell's really good, um, which I, I don't have any reason to discount. Brian Robinson Jr., plus 6,500 lead league in rushing. Again, probably some better options ahead of him. Forbes, plus 1,800, Defensive Player of the Year. If he gets five interceptions that's takes two of them back that is saying they do value him as a defensive commodity as yeah a that's not terrible he must be stickier than I anticipated so we'll see the NFL's a lot different we'll see yeah but it's tough for a corner to win those awards but for a rookie you know maybe the pass rushers don't click hard for the pass rushers to get sacks and if he like I said four or five six interceptions that might do it especially if he runs one or two of them back easier said than done right you know but I, I don't hate that outside of that I'm really not messing around with anything else yeah, there. Yeah, tough division. 
Tough division. Fuck. Tough. Tough schedule. Tough schedule. It's always tough. Um, oh, and Rose mentioned at the top show, I don't know if anyone heard her off mic, but the Dan Snyder era is over. Yeah, that's exciting. Fucking clown. Well, that's exciting. If they poured yeah. some, some effort into that scorecard that they got coming off the Players Association oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, the you commanders make, were terrible. You can make immediate improvements in your ecosystem. For those who don't know what he's referencing, it was uh, they, the Players Association randomly... Uh, not randomly, anonymously pulled players for like, okay, what are teams yep. doing ten, ten well? Areas or so. Where are they doing badly in the commanders? Yeah, how they treat our family? How they treat our travel? How they treat our facility? Our diet? Yeah, you know, just like just F, F minus, fuckers, F minus. <laughs> so they were bad. They were not. Uh, they didn't really feel the ownership. When I think well-run organizations, conversely, yeah, that translates. You know and. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean... It's also the first time publicly that I could remember major sport leagues. Typically, owners close ranks, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. some of them... Does, if someone does something bad, they tend to, like, not go out there and sure. slander him. Where Jim Irsay was like, yeah, we can get this fucking dude out of here. We're sick of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> if that's you the guy know. leading the charge, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because Irsay's probably got it. And then, the you know, Snyder... Too. Yeah, Irsay's like, what? You think I'm scared? You think... <laughs> you got bad. Look at this fucker. Yeah, you think... I care that you got dirt on me. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, owners that got paid. Uh, did you see what Michael Jordan got for selling his majority share? Oh, probably a ton. 2B. 2B. What a nice... For the Charlotte tidy, Hornets. Yeah, what a nice, tidy come up Man. for a guy that could use every penny, right? Sure. <laughs> Owned a team for 11 years. Boom. <laughs> that just The value is just insane. Two billion. Yeah, I think recently he had put his like house up for sale in Chicago, and it was just like this ungodly, you know, mansion with big twenty threes all over the place, and the, and the cost was like astronomical. Because like, well, who's practically going to want to buy this house in Chicago? That's yeah. like not in Chicago. It's like in the suburbs. It's like this this whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, it's like he doesn't even he's he's wealthy beyond uh, our wildest wildest dreams. Yeah, I uh, guess. And he's not even one of the rich rich guys. You know, the rich rich guys are like Musk and Bezos and Zuckerberg and like MJ's got some money. Not like that though. Not and that's Oprah, crazy. Not because Oprah money. He's, he's close. Might, he might have Oprah. He might have he might Oprah. Might be in that, yeah, he might be in that neighborhood. Um, but I guess they're talking about Mahomes just built his forever home. Oh yeah. Yeah, what they were saying was pretty pretty outlandish. In Missouri. Yeah, not too far from the facility, but far enough away. But, yeah, I, I forget how many acres they said. And, of course, there's a par three hole and, you know, all the weird amenities that you would. Jordan has his own golf course. Yeah, he, he <laughs> built a whole fucking course. <laughs> he, he, built, he built a whole course. So Patrick and Kelsey did win the, the challenge this year. I know you don't want to talk about Casey. Does that do, do you enjoy that? Like, or is that just something you watch? I watch eight holes, eight or nine holes. I think, what, Tahoe's coming up? That big celebrity pro-am thing is happening yeah. either right now or currently. Anything exciting in the golf world? Ricky Fowler finally won a tournament. Yeah, punched through. I, um, of course, it's a tournament. I don't bet on Ricky. Yeah, you know. Well, it's one of those things. Those guys is what you know. You think about how hard it has to be for that sport to succeed sure. on the weekly basis, let sure. alone actually beating 160 other players at one thing. Mm-hmm. That sport in of itself, or it's fraught with all those inner demons, and you know. Arguably, they're all healthy. Him, Spieth, 
and JT just took all their wives over to to Wimbledon. I just saw their photo. Oh yeah, yeah Wimbledon's there, going on as well. Steves and sure. You know, they all get there in different ways. You know, JT was a legacy guy. Grandfather was a golf pro. His dad was a golf pro. And then you got Tony Finau uh, hitting him in the garage into a mattress. You know, so it's funny. You're a big Finau guy. Well, yeah, I think that Netflix series was was interesting when you watch those. And there's certain guys that are happy being 67th in the world. Like, I'm pretty fucking good at golf. I'm okay with being 67th. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's fucking good. Yeah, right. Yeah, so... No, not really watching golf. If there's not, you know, nothing really. We're we're, we're, in the, right we're in the sports dead zone. Like even baseballs are coming up on the All Star break. So we, the home run derby is actually tonight. It may have started actually. It's eight o'clock. So yeah, I bet the over that was tracking over unders last night, and I was like, oh, yeah? I'm gonna hit a lot today. I was like, there's no baseball. What the no, fuck? no, yeah, it's it's yeah. All Star break. I peel way back on my baseball bats. Got it down to pretty much just betting the Dodgers in the over. <laughs> 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 Whenever they play, just the Dodgers. Dodgers in the over, and, and that's it right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's a dead zone. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I guess I watched more baseball this year because of the betting. Didn't sure. want to. Of course. But had to. Now, now I'm back to where, you know, you get caught, you started get caught up on content. To see if any of the Youngstown State players that we saw were drafted. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. No, the one guy was working out, though. He was working out with NBA folks and NBA coaches. The the center, the, well, not the center, the the, the big guy that transferred, the, uh, this big guy playing basketball. Coach sure. That narrows it down. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was going to get it. you see what they just gave Pop? Five years, 80-some million or something? He's 75? Yeah, so the president's in his 80s. Fuck. 80 million with a brand new contract? Let's go for it. He saw Wemby. He's like, yeah, I'll stick around. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick around. Let me see. I know what to do with these big guys with yeah, unbelievable me, skill sets. You know what? Let me see how this plays That's out. That's a nice stat around. line last night, 27 and 12 or something. Yeah, his, his first summer league game was kind of a clanker. Uh, second one was much, much yeah, better. Yeah, beastly. Yeah, but he still did some, like, freaky. He's going to do some things in an NBA game. You're like, whoa, that's, that's surprising. Like, block a three-pointer. Or like contest a three pointer and then get to the rim for a rebound. Like it's it's gonna be fucked up. He's 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 uh, special if he could stay if he could stay stay healthy. Summer league's kind of turned into a thing. You know, it's yeah, in see. Vegas. Uh, probably probably a fun trip. Go to Vegas, uh, watch some basketball. Announcers on the radio really just crucified. Say it's the worst basketball you'll ever watch. Oh, it's hard to watch for sure. There's a lot of turnovers and things like that because it's a bunch of guys just thrown together. You know, they've never played before. It's like okay. Let's roll them out and see what you guys got. And and there's some coaching and stuff what like that. What do they that, play? Like six games, eight games? In the yeah, story? something like that. It's like a, a little tournament type And you deal. want the guys that were one-year players to come back so one they year can kind of lead yeah. and kind of show. Yeah, and yeah, you're still exactly. working at younger talent. For sure, for sure. So guys like Jabari Smith, who was a uh, rookie last year, he's been dominating Summer League this year. Keegan Murray played in a game uh, who was a big part of the Kings' impressive run last season, dominated. And that's kind of what you're looking for from the second-year guys. Yeah, like, the okay, majority. We want you to be able to go to Summer League and yeah, start stack it fucking up. shit up. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah, maybe a bucket list kind of sports thing when you get out to Vegas for Summer yeah, League. Yeah, and if they're going to continue to have those championship games it can we definitely got to start doing that do we like yes. do you really want to see a minor league football organizations championship sure. game in canton ohio sure that does nothing for me i don't know <laughs> until you go and see you don't know if it's a good time or not i'd rather go to a college football game well that was the thing i didn't realize how much fun it was going to be to be a pit fan sure until i went go like, Panthers. Oh, shit. yeah go pit. that's all i got we got another division down 
next week. Actually, no, we're going to be off next week. You're going to be in St. Louis. I'm going to be in North Carolina. So we won't record again until the week after. Sounds good. Uh, and we'll do the NFC West. We'll finish out the West, and then we'll move on to the AFC. And before you know it, football will be back. I think we're only like nine Sundays away or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's creeping up on us. Crazy. Exciting times. Yeah, we're, times. we're almost through. Thanks for listening. If you like it, tell a friend. If not, you can go get fucked. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Go get fucked.